Hello and welcome to Just Bugs, an appreciation podcast for those oft-ousted creatures we humans call bugs, despite their official classifications. I'm your host, Savannah, and today I have my co-host, Matt, with me. Hello, it's today again. Wow. I love today. It's better than yesterday, sometimes. And almost as good as tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Being positive. (laughs) I love it. Today we are going to talk about the Antarctic midge. I'm Antarctic is interesting. Um, <laughs> you may be wondering what a midge is, Matt. Midge, I don't know what Ant Midge. Ant Midge. Oh, I love Ant Midge. <laughs> she's always smoking and sassy. Yeah, she's great. Love her. No, a midge <laughs> is a small fly. Okay, I'm thinking of fly, but smaller. Precisely. (laughs) (laughs) The scientific classification for the Antarctic midge is Belgica. Nope, that can't be right. Belgica Antarctica. Belgica Antarctica. That sounds cool. Yeah. I like that. It's pretty cool. I like it. Sounds like a sacred book. Ooh. Like I read it in the Belgica Antarctica. I love that. Yeah. Like what you would find on a quest or something. Yeah, like a spell book or something. I love that. It's dusty. We should make it. It's in a wall in a cave. We don't know any spells though. That's okay. Well, they're in the book. We didn't open it yet. Oh, so true. We're about to. (laughs) Here we go. Let's open the book. So, they are insects, as I mentioned, small flies. They are also flightless. Flightless, Midge. Flightless. Can they be flies if they're flightless? (laughs) Wouldn't they be walks? (laughs) Or crawls? It's a flightless walk. Flightless walk? (laughs) No, they're still flies. They're just flightless. That's why they're called midges instead of flies. (laughs) contradictory. So... Most midge, they fly. These ones, not so much. However, they're very cool. And let me tell you why. They're considered polyextremophiles, which means that they have extremely high tolerances for stress from the environment. Okay, so like uh, their body can keep up with like dramatic temperatures or uh, I don't know what else it could be besides temperature, really. Yeah, so the other thing that Dusty. they... More like moisture. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so they live in places that most species would consider lethal. So very extreme. I consider this location lethal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A realtor is not selling much property. Not in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they look like? They're very, very small. They're two to six millimeters, which translates to like 0.08 of an inch to 0.2 of an inch so super super itty bitty tiny. tiny like yeah yeah so to give you some fly kind of so yeah to give you some reference it's slightly larger than a flea if you've ever seen fleas i don't think you have no. that that's okay if you've got animals and you've seen fleas they're slightly larger than that but they're smaller like than the pinky nail clipping like if you were to chip your pinky nail smaller than that i have super long nails so is that no i'm, just I'm talking about like width but <laughs> Anyways, the males are smaller than the females, and they're all the same color, which is this, like, black, dark brownish, dark gray type color. I didn't get a picture this time, I just realized. Yeah, so that's my bad, but also we're not going to be able to post one to the Instagram this week because nobody's going to have cool macro photos of these outside of the ones from the research team that I have all this information Why not? Um, nobody lives in Antarctica. They don't? <laughs> no. It's prime real estate. It's been established. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe we could just take a picture of a normal fly and then just make it really small. Or you could just doodle me one. Doodle you one? Yeah. Like, you want me to draw one from 
brain? Not from brain. Oh, that'd be fun. And I'll show you a picture and you can you can do it. I mean, I can do my best. Okay, cool. <laughs> so they are highly segmented as far as like their appearance, their abdomen, their thorax. It looks almost like armor, which is kind of cool. That sounds awesome. They got cool shoulder pads, I'm sure. Mm, not so much with the legs. The legs just look like little legs, but their body. Like shoulders, not legs, not well, knee pads. Shoulders are like connected to the body and the legs. It's Wait, fine. Your shoulders are connected to your legs. Oh no! What are your, your shoulders? <laughs> well, if you're a bug, it'd be your legs. They don't have arms. Hmm. The top legs. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Top hips. Top. Mm, it, no. It, just their body <laughs> is super armored and segmented. They have uh, two eyes. I think two compound eyes. That's true for midges in general. But I couldn't find anything at all about whether or not it's true for the Antarctic flightless midge. But I've probably, never heard of a midge, so I don't know what's standard in these parts. We're going to go with two compound eyes and hope that's right. I'm sure that's right enough. If okay. you couldn't figure it out, I don't think anyone else is going to. That's like a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. So there are flightless. They are also wingless. Sometimes you see stuff that has wings, but it doesn't really These fly. are not flies. They, <laughs> they have no wings and can't fly. They are flea. <laughs> They're midges. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. They're also biteless, so they don't have a need for like biting defense, and they don't eat as adults, so they just don't have the mouth parts for it. They just have like a, a blank section on the front Possibly. of their faces. Yeah, I mean, as adults, maybe. Mm. I think probably, actually. <laughs> yep. So they do have a, def a defense, which is just against the cold, so not super understood. But what we do know about it is that when it gets too cold there, they freeze themselves. So the way to, that, that they do this is they lose 70% of their water stores in their body, which prevents ice crystal damage to cells. Yeah, which is the main reason we can't freeze ourselves is because it makes our cells like spikes and then it does damage. They all just explode. Yeah. Well, they get cut. I don't think we would explode, but no, it definitely no. wouldn't Cut be hard to unfreeze. You get frostbite on the inside. Mm. Frostbite on the inside. Sounds I don't know. unpleasant. Some, well, that's what is frostbite is like your cells like getting damaged from being frozen, right? So probably, yeah. I don't know much about frostbite. I'm not going to lie to you. We Are we going to talk about spot. the fact that this is a Antarctic bug, which you said repeatedly? We don't think there are any of those. Is I that said coming? there's one. It's now. Okay, well. It's the only one. This is crazy. <laughs> it's been, f f I don't know how many episodes, but we have not come across this. And I thought for sure there was no life there. Mm, there is life there. Well, I will get into just how little life there is there. But little I, I like wanted midge. to say, like a midge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to save it for the end. So it had like Okay, a I just want to say like, we've been talking about it a long time and then we just didn't bring it up. So That's far. fair. That's fair. Yes, they are in Antarctica. There is a there is at least one insect. That's all I'll say for now in Antarctica. For now, <laughs> I'll tell you oh, at the end. Okay, continue. Now that we got that out of the way. Okay, they are endemic to maritime Antarctica. The maritime Antarctic. Um, I know nothing about you know geography in Antarctica, but they live in South Shetland Islands. Then southward along the western coastal regions, and then on some islands in the Antarctic Peninsula. 
I also don't know anything about Antarctic yeah. geography. No, me neither. What I gathered is that those are all close to water, which makes sense because Antarctica is just like a big yeah. iceberg. Life is most commonly near the coasts of things. Correct. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about them then needing to freeze. We talked about them living on Antarctica, but, but like how cold is it though? Because like... Can I guess? Yeah. Ooh. Do you want in Celsius, you can Fahrenheit, guess in or R. Kelvin? You can, ooh, not in Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess in Fahrenheit since that's what we're okay, most Okay, I'm going to say negative. No peakies. Uh, 92 Fahrenheit. That's astronomically cold. No. No? Not negative quite. 71. Much closer. So the range is 10 degrees Celsius to minus 10 no, minus 60 degrees Celsius, which translates to 14 degrees, so not that Not cold, bad. To minus 76 degrees. I said 72. Yeah, you're very close. Can I change my answer to minus 1,000 degrees? No, you already know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so that is their range, but like on the coastal regions, it's a smidge warmer. Smidge. It's a midge warmer. It's a midge warmer. It's a... Uh, Plus 10 degrees Celsius in the summer. So that's Kinda not nice. that much. It's not that much warmer since the range is 14. I so. mean, if it's positive numbers, that ain't so bad. Right. So 10 in the summer. And then in the winter, it's 40 degrees Celsius, which is like it's actually negative 40 degrees Celsius, which is actually negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which I think is very bizarre, but also true. Did you say 10 degrees Celsius was at the top of the range? Because mm -hmm, I've, I've been a lot in like one yeah. Zero. Yeah, it's very cold. Like, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's cold, but I mean, you know. Okay, but you're also wearing much clothes. Yeah, probably. Wind makes a huge difference. It sure does. I'm yeah. sure it's windy there. Probably. There's, yeah, <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah. So, how do they live here? You know, they have a they combination. They were born. They were born. But yeah, but if they couldn't survive there, then they would just die. Mm, they had more babies before. Mm, okay. So <laughs> how do they do this? We talked about the fact that they freeze, but it's basically a combination of staying primarily underground. So it's actually slightly warmer underground. So just below zero in the winter. And then they also use something called rapid cold hardening, which I think is kind of like the freezing thing. But it was hard to research because it's lots of sciencey stuff. Yeah. What I gathered is that it's a physiological ability to withstand cold temperatures that changes things at the cellular level. Yeah, kind of like you said, they, they get rid of some of their moisture and then they just freeze and it doesn't hurt them. Right. And then I assume they just wait until it's better and then they would unfreeze. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So typically that this rapid cold hardening is only shown to occur in exotherms who need to tolerate cold temperatures quickly oh man i wonder how long they could stay frozen can they stay frozen for like 500 years i don't know that's interesting there actually is like um maybe we should get into that there's a type of living being that lives in like the frozen ice in antarctica but it's not like it's it's called a man what are they it's called? an abominable snowman <laughs> not an abominable snowman <laughs> i said the same thing you said <laughs> i didn't say it wrong you did no it's a snowman so okay a snowman well i said it right too so it's there good. you go yeah we you know we all know about this guy <laughs> no there's bacteria and fungi and protozoa and something else that starts with an a it's like archaea 
And these very old beings are Archaea. And they have lived, well, they've been frozen in the tundra for like a bajillion years. Do we ever unfreeze them and do experiments? I think that they are or did or something. We're getting dangerously close to the plot of The Thing, which we are a huge fan of this movie. movie. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know if they're in Antarctica. They might be in the other one. (laughs) The top one. (laughs) The other one. The North Pole? Yeah, what's that (laughs) called? You don't know either. Arctica? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just called the Arctic. Uh, I don't really know. uh, Let's not show how um, unsmart we are right now. (laughs) We're just blanking. We definitely know. (laughs) For sure. I'm the best at geography. Anyways, what do they eat? They live in these crazy places. What are they eating? So their food source is pretty unique, as it would have to be. Um, They feed on algae, moss, bacteria, other microorganisms, and organic detritus, a.k.a. penguin and seal waste. All the, uh, you know, it, it all makes sense because like, yeah, they're going to eat the only thing that can live there, which yeah. is all the bacteria, the moss and all that stuff. And then poop, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Why wouldn't they eat poop? Right. It's high in nitrogen. Yeah. I'm sure. in yeah. Other things. Smell. <laughs> high in smell. Maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the adults don't eat like I mentioned. It's time for reproduction. Let's do it. Do, 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 do. So. Adults emerge from underground homes in spring and summer. The females mate on the very first... Ah, what a beautiful spring. They open the door and it's like trees blooming and blossoming. More just like ice, but yeah. They're wearing a sweater. No. No sweater. Um, Holding tea. You always do this. You make me, you make me like picture bugs wearing like top hats and like clothes. And it makes me so happy. Yeah. So silly. I need that. Yeah. Somebody make that for me. I make just art did. for me in reality, not just in my brain. Of <laughs> bugs wearing clothes, please. <laughs> okay, they emerge in spring and with in some, summer. In summer, yeah. So the females mate on the very first day of adulthood. I think that they continue to mate for a little bit because they release their eggs within a few days after mating, and then they die shortly after that. But from my resources, they live for about ten days total as adults. Okay. So I think there's I think there's some days of mating. Yeah. Yeah. So. After that, well, let's not get into the after that yet. Let's get into, you know, the stuff. Okay. <laughs> so they mate from hind to hind, like we saw with the box elder butt bugs. Butt to butt. Butt to butt. Yeah. They touch their butts together. That's how they mate. That's how everything does it. They also mate in swarms, which when I think of a swarm, I usually think about wings, but there's no wings, so they're just kind of on the floor. Yeah. Swarming. We're moving around on the ground. Right. Correct. Yes. So females produce a gel... That encases the eggs, which is really interesting. I've never seen that before. But basically, it combines proteins from both the male and females and then protects the eggs inside of this gel that comes from the female after, you know, all the stuff. And it protects the eggs from dehydration. It's like a thermal buffer to make it I was going to say gel keeps things from freezing. Yeah. And then it also helps the developing larva once it's hatched as like a nutrition source. Yeah, so it's like a, a it's like a shirt or a, a blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's food. Mm-hmm. It's slimy. It's everything. It's everything. What else do you need it to be? Yeah, I agree. It's pretty what cool. Else you need it to be. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's most about mating. I will say that they also do. I think that they like mate with lots of partners and stuff. Good for them. Pretty normal. For bugs. Yeah. I mean, if you only live 10 days, make it count. For sure. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so the life cycle. They do have egg, larva, pupa, and adult. As I mentioned, the females lay the eggs in a protective gel. The eggs take 30 days to hatch. And once they're hatched, the, the larvae eat the gel, as I mentioned. And then they make their way into ice crevasses. <laughs> Such a fun word to say, crevasses. Say crevices. It. No, crevasses. It's crevices. not fun when you say crevices. Crevasses. There you go. See what's not fun? Crevices. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they make their way into the little cracks and caverns and crevasses. <laughs> To live there until they emerge as adults. So they look pretty weird. I don't know if you can like imagine a mealworm in your mind in your mind, but it looks like that, but a little bit more bubbly and like a dark brownish, like coffee kind of color. I think I know what a mealworm is. So I'll imagine that. Okay, cool. They don't have legs and they are like slimy looking, but probably only just because they're all wet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So they do pupate in these areas as well. I didn't find too much information about that, but I know that they do have a pupation stage and I know that they don't emerge until they're adults. So they have to pupate in there. Makes sense. Deduction. So dehydration does play a huge role in the uh, survivability of the species. So it impacts fertility of the males. It also impacts gene expression in the yolk, which is like what makes the babies so if it doesn't have all the genes that it needs it's not going to make viable offspring so it makes it so that young are less likely to survive young what oh yeah 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 larva yeah okay right so if it's d if it's dry yeah we get it you don't have your nutrients you're not gonna do a good job right precisely Also, I think it's more desiccation than nutrients, but it's okay. Their cells dry out too much, and then they can't do much. Yeah, they're dehydrated. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm desiccating whenever I get too dehydrated. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying from the inside out. (laughs) So I mentioned that the- Drink water, everyone. Yeah, definitely do that, and get your electrolytes. Yeah. Underrated electrolytes. People be telling you drink all this, like, filtered water. They never mention the salts. We need Super all that important. Stuff. Not just salts. There's like potassium and magnesium and all kinds of stuff in there. All kinds of easiums. All the easiums. You need all of them. But maybe stay away from like super sugary electrolytes because that kind of like defeats the purpose a little bit. Indeed. It's hard to find though. Anyways, adults live for 10 days. The larvae, however, live for two years, most of which is spent frozen in the Antarctic ice. So they spend eight months of both years totally frozen. Bro, how good is that nap? It's got to be good, I right? I mean, you're completely frozen. Like, your your organs, do, like, do there even, like, have anything going on inside No, them they're in the... full diapause. Like, that must full be, shutdown. That must be amazing. Oh, I would cool. pay to take a nap like that. To die? Yeah, basically. as long as if I came back. To die with resurrection powers? That's basically what they're doing. That is wild. That's what I'm saying. That's it's like Austin Powers. Because yeah. they froze him once. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I know that reference. It was the whole thing. Sure. He had to pee for a real long time after. Oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they live actually in groups. So they're, they've been found in clusters together and they swarm together when they're in the mating phase. So in general, group species. Makes sense. Very cool. 
they are only in Antarctica. So like talking about rarity gets kind of complex because like they're rare as far as insects and like the world. But they're like one of the only things you're ever going to find on Antarctica. Yeah, there's a mess of them there in, in the spots that they are. Right. So proportionally, they're common for the area. Yeah, that makes <laughs> yes. sense. Are they dangerous? Like, no. Well, they don't have mouths, wings, nothing. So, And like, they live somewhere you're never going to be. So. What if they were super dangerous? We just didn't know because we weren't there. Just like to eat them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you try to eat them, maybe they got like antifreeze or something. Mm. Who knows? But yeah, the, no. They're pretty no. safe, I think. Uh, do they have predators? So, no. They, they don't have any predators at all. So there's nothing there to eat them. There's... I'm sure if, if they're super, like, you know, in touch with the cold and they can handle it, then I bet fire is probably a good predator. Right, but how often are you going to have fire in an Iceland? Well, I mean, we can bring some when we uh, go. Yeah. Flamethrowers yeah. would probably be bad. Probably bad. You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cross that out. Their number one and only predator, flamethrowers. <laughs> As, as just like most of us. Right. <laughs> uh, what is their environmental impact? You know, that's really complicated because do they do clean waste, but there's nothing else really around. So they don't have like the biggest I'm going to say neutral. Neutral seems good. I mean, they, they take and they give and there's there's nothing positive or negative about their existence. Yes, but I will say that their 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 existence on our planet is very drastically changed by the environment. So all creatures who reside in or around Antarctica, because, you know, in it's it's mostly this guy, but around and like visiting like yeah. seals, etc. Uh, climate change is a big deal. And we see it in all the nature documentaries. The warming climate is increasing dehydration for these guys. It's also threatening to wipe out the insects completely. In addition, the warmer winters mean that more energy is burned for the larv- at, in the larval stage, which is the only time that they take in energy. So that means that less energy is there for the adults who don't eat. So in general, what I'm saying is the warmer climate could mean that they're, they could be completely wiped out. However... It could be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> as is the case with most things, it could be fine. So basically, what they what the science is saying is that since the summers are warmer and shorter, the minch could hypothetically start eating earlier, and also that would increase their growth cycle or start it earlier as well. So it could be like a wash, but they would have to evolved to do that they'd have to adapt to do that and like it's possible especially because they're so resilient but it's not guaranteed either i mean if they can't do it i don't know who could they're like the most resilient thing we've ever come across in this podcast yeah talking about resilience so i'm about to midge has got some stuff man she's got it going on i agree so i'm getting to the cool stuff now and since we're just talking about resilience i'll get right into that they're extremely tough we know this Right? Of course. They can survive freezing, dehydration, intense radiation from UV rays from the sun. Let me break that down for you. Antarctica, six months sun up, six months sun down. That's literally like half the year the sun is awake. It's not going down at all. And then the rest of the year, it is gone. 
also like super highly reflective surface. So those, exactly, it, it's like the radiation is just going into like a fun house and bouncing around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's bananas. And the Antarctic is actually really like fascinating. It's actually considered a desert. Because I, that it, makes sense. Isn't that wild though? Because it's well, so cold. Yeah. And I know places that are super cold like that, they actually, like, it doesn't snow. It's yeah. Just no snow, no all rain. All the snow is just there and it blows around. And so mm-hmm. it looks like snow. It's snowing. But really, it's just the same old snow. Right. I just had to touch on Antarctica. Everybody should go look into Antarctica. Everybody go to Antarctica. Nobody go to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody look into it though, because, like, it's fascinating. There was so much. I could have done a whole episode on just Antarctica. But I didn't. We'll do a just places. Look out for the new podcast. No, not just places. (laughs) I don't wanna. (laughs) But anyways, back to how tough this insect is. I mentioned at the top that they can lose, can and do lose 70% of its cells water. That's actually insane because most animals can only survive a loss of 20%. Can I ask? Yeah. Do they pee it out? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Do they sweat it out? I don't think it's intentional. I think that like as it gets more. They like use it? Yes. I think they're using it. So they're absorbing it from their environment and as the environment changes, they're losing it. Which is a positive thing for them because then they can freeze without damaging. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like Oh yeah. Because maybe as it gets colder, it gets less humid. I don't know. Yeah. I think like it gets, yes, drier. As yeah. it gets colder, and that makes it so that they're losing their water, but also it's good because I do then like they can the freeze. idea of them peeing a lot. I don't, I don't, I mean, good for <laughs> good, but I'm sure they pee some. <laughs> do you think they write their names in the pee? Definitely not. In the snow, I mean. I, yeah, I don't in the pee. <laughs> There's also one more thing that makes them super tough. They can survive around a month without oxygen. No oxygen for a month. Well, is that why they're frozen, or is that like? Also, when they're around, that I think even if they're frozen, they still need oxygen. I I don't know; it's very confusing. But they're, I would say, in general, because they're frozen for like eight months. If they didn't have oxygen that whole time, they would die. But they can't. You said there there may not be any moving parts while they're frozen. <laughs> unclear. Yes, very unclear. But if it says one month that they can survive without oxygen, and they're actually frozen for eight months, maybe it's talking about when they're awake. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say that they're awake and they got buried for a while, but then like they managed to get out of it from wind or something and then they were still fine. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, probably just science in science labs. That's that worked out. <laughs> probably what's up. Oh yeah. They just suffocated <laughs> them for a month and they're Maybe. like, oh, you still, still don't need to breathe, huh? Good huh. job. Huh. Good for you. See you tomorrow. They're all dead. <laughs> So I talked about at the top that it's Antarctica's, you know, maybe only species. I'm going to talk about it now. It is Antarctica's largest terrestrial species, which is insane. It's an entirely land animal, so fully terrestrial species. The largest one that exists there. And it's super small. And it's so small. And it's the only insect. That's super cool. Man, you're taking a lot of boxes with these guys. I know, they're so neat. We're learning so many cool things. I know, I have more cool things to tell you. So, people in the U.S., this is not that cool, it's kind of dumb, but I like it a lot. People in the U.S. sometimes call midge species, so just midge in general, no see because of how small they are. Oh, my grandma says can't see There you go, Which see sounds way better than no see Yeah, I guess. Can't see well, there you go. Can but you see them? No see them. <laughs> it's because they're sometimes <laughs> smaller than a pencil point. That's super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't see them. 
Can't 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 no seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, can't seems. I have more cool information for you. This is more experiment type stuff. Scientists examined their genome, and it's actually the smallest that has ever been discovered to this day in insects specifically, but I think that the smallest genome that they found was an insect. So meaning that they don't have very many relatives of No, so they're talking about DNA, like genetic code. Okay. Yeah. So like, like it's short? Yeah, it's very small. So basically, the human genome is 3.2 billion base pairs. That's a number. You may not understand it, but let me give you a little bit of comparison so that it makes more sense. A body louse, which is a very small... (laughs) What? (laughs) The reason it's important is because before this, that was the smallest one. Oh, okay. Is 105 million base pairs. So we went from 3.2 billion to 105 million. Okay, what is this? Like a mouse or something? A louse. So lice. Okay. I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> the Arctic midge has only 99 million. So smaller for sure. If you're thinking millions, 105 to 99 is quite a bit less. Oh, yeah. So that's very small. <laughs> it's so small. It, the reason it's so small is because it lacks junk DNA, DNA, which is sequences that don't code for anything, but all animals have them except for these midges. Yeah, I got lots of junk DNA going on. You over definitely here. do. I mean, we all do. Everything does, with the exception of these guys. The midge has got it down to the bare minimum. Does that so, mean it's just like the most efficient for what yes. it could be, I guess? Yeah. So, like, basically, we thought it wasn't possible yeah. to not have junk DNA and to have such a small genome because. It's in all of us. I don't know what the purpose is. I think it's just there to correct errors, basically, or to, like, prevent errors. Mm. Who's to say? Not I. I am not a geneticist. (laughs) However, these guys are crazy. So the theory basically states that it may contribute to their ability to survive in extreme cold. The previous correlation found that cold weather animals have longer genomes because it equaled weather resistance for some reason. But for these guys, it's different. They don't know why. They want to know why. And they have hopes that science could very much benefit from it. Some of the hopes are that they will someday use this research to find better ways to preserve our organs for human Exactly. Yep. We can finally wake up Walt Disney. (laughs) I think it's a little He's been frozen quite a while. (laughs) Basically, yeah. The way it is now, organs have to be harvested and transplanted immediately, basically. Like, somebody dies, doesn't die all the way. You have to keep them, like, a certain temp. And they can't fully die either. They have to be brain dead only. Then you can take their organs. Or they have to be from a fully alive human who's donated. Yeah, it's And then they got to just, like, fly them so quick to where they got to go. Oh, I thought they could be, like, freshly dead. I don't think so. Mm, maybe there, there, it could be for rules. it could be for some organs that that's the case, but decomposition happens pretty quick True. at a cellular level. Yeah, yeah. Imagine so, Ch- I'm I my <laughs> my reference. Like, I don't understand. Well, how is Chichichia relevant? Well, because here? it's like a really fast transition from the bald head to like the fluffy, <laughs> hairy one, and so is I was just it? imagining like a person decomposing very quickly. Chichichia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chicha skeleton. <laughs> Thanks for explaining. I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, they're hoping to understand how these bugs freeze so that they could have them preserve or they, they could figure out how to preserve human cells for organ transplants in freezers. This seems like important work. Are they are they doing it or are they like, well, they're we're, we're going to come back when we get money? They're tr- I think they're trying. 
I just don't know how they're, science moves pretty they're slow. They're trying, but it's like, it's so cold. Oh, we really want to. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they're also high. Ho- ho- <laughs> you got it. Thanks, dear. They're also hoping that it will help them fight disease in general. I don't know why. I don't understand disease well, enough for that, but. You know, maybe you got this crazy ailment, and if you could be frozen for a while, then, uh, well, in, in science fiction and stuff, they'd be like, they unfreeze you once there's a cure. Right. But maybe freezing it would kill it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. And I think, I, I don't know how many diseases can live at these kinds of temperatures. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I'm not sure. Hmm. Who's to say? But that is all I have for you on the Antarctic Minge. This Midge. is super cool. No end. Aunt Midge. Super cool. <laughs> Love that lady. She's great. No, this is cool because I was very curious about Antarctica and I always made the joke that there was nothing there. And now I've been proven wrong. Just the one guy from one. from my knowledge. I know that there are visitors though. Birds and seals and... I'm not talking about visitors. Right. I'm right. about residents. They live there. Yeah. Residents. Residential. Yeah. Yeah, that's them. Super cool. Antarctic Minge. Midge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for shout outs, like I mentioned, there's not going to really be a photographer for this one. So I guess my shout outs, Matt, if you make me a doodle. You're, you're, you're actually going to make me draw this thing? I am, yeah. Oh, You can well, do it. Look forward to that. It can be a bad doodle. That's yeah. fine, too. I'll close my eyes with a pencil in my hand. Hmm. <laughs> whatever you gotta do man. i'll give it a shot whatever you gotta do that um yeah that's it that's the antarctic midge awesome let's, All right. uh, let's send it home let's do that you guys can reach us uh on <laughs> let's try that again you can reach us at justbugspodcast at gmail.com that's where you can send in your listener requests you can send in your stories yeah, personal bug stories mm-hmm. are cool let me know when uh you know something happened related where bugs were related yeah or if you find any cool bug research i'm also down for that oh yeah updates if, they, if we didn't know anything something and you figured it out yeah that's cool too very cool not upset about that at all please send that kind of stuff in and then you can see our instagram which has lots of different buggos it's got pretty much everything that we've covered with the exception of like very few uh, including this one, <laughs> that's going to be at Just Bugs Podcast on Instagram. Yes, Just, Just Bugs Podcast on Instagram. I'm I almost so. certain. I'm almost certain. And then also the Twitter is at that. Not very great at the Twitter thing, but it's there. Don't worry about the TikTok. It doesn't exist. Just pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's all. No, oh, we have Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon. Sla- or what? Patreon slash Just Bugs. Just Bugs, yeah. And, at Just Bugs. Um, and that's where we got, we did a poll for this one. It was between Antarctica. Oh, Antar- don't say, because the other one we might still do, yes. Well, yeah, but I'll just put it in another poll or just oh, do it okay. with dang self. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was between, I think, mealworms and this, actually. It might have been crickets. I'm not sure. One or the other. Feeder bugs and this very cool bugo. This one won. So yeah, check that out if you want. And then uh, also tell your friends. That's the best way for us to grow and rate the podcast on your podcast of choice. Yeah, I also heard that it helps if you rate it on iTunes, even if you don't listen to iTunes, because that's how it gets in front of more people. On I'm not iTunes sure how it or, works. or the Apple podcast app. iTunes. Oh, really? Not sure why, but I think that I always Do I need heard to get people... out like my old computer to <laughs> like, start booting that up like i haven't if you messed can with that figure so it out long. and it's easy go for it otherwise <laughs> don't worry about it but somebody said that on their podcast that i was listening to and i was like huh 
I, I've heard a lot of people say write, write reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. But I, either way, it's good. Whatever. Write, send, write a letter and send it to Apple and say you like this podcast. <laughs> Maybe that will that. help. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always... Don't squish bugs. Also, good luck squishing this one. Yeah, don't squish bugs. You know, maybe if you find one of these, do squish it because it'd be so rare. No, don't (laughs) squish. No squishing. I know, I'm just kidding. Don't squish bugs, y'all. Bye. (laughs) Bye.